y'all. <laughs>
And those same dollars that my customers have to pay affects me because I lose customers or they can't, they can't have the policy that they need. So I'm hot mad about it myself. Mm-hmm. Now, the beautiful thing about it is most recently, you have states like California, Oregon, there's a couple of others who've outlawed from a state mandate that insurance carriers can consider credit. Mm, that's good. And now it's reached the, the federal level. Mm. And that legislation is being proposed. What I would suggest everybody do on this call and tell all your family, friends, coworkers, and whomever to contact your local congressman and or senator and explain to them how you want the uh, ability for insurance carriers not to include credit on uh, for insurance. Well, I'm going to say it. Listen, I'm wrong for saying it like this. Dr. E wrong for saying it like this. We want equal opportunity. <laughs> we want equal rights. Let me say it that way. I'm sorry. We want equal rights because right now that just sounds like, look, all right, y'all, let's see. How can we get an extra couple of dollars? All right. Their weakness is credit. You know, and, that, and sometimes that's not our fault. It's because people won't give us no credit to get credit. <laughs> I, you you are speaking to the choir, and I'm I'm from this industry, Woo! and I, my agency is inner city, and what affects my customers affects me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I've never liked it, and I can I can say that as a as a as a free thinking and free speaking uh, U.S. citizen, it's not fair. So, what do I do about it? Well, I write my representatives, and yeah. I call them, and I email them. What do I do about it in the in the meantime? Because the meantime can't be mean, can it? But you know what's so interesting? That's a good way for a lot of small groups who are trying to be out there and lobby, you know, for rights. This would be an issue that, you know, a lot of them may not have even thought about that they can jump on and make a difference. Just if they were looking for something to say, hey, what can we get on in order to make a difference, you know, in our community? I don't don't even know if we're thinking like this when it comes to just auto insurance. This is playing chess and not checkers. That's Mm. what this is. This is thinking two, three, four, ten moves ahead. I, I've always thought this. If every church in our community got together on Sunday morning, right before the collection is, is, is given, and says, hey, contact your local representative, your uh, congressman, your senators, even the White House, and let them know that it's not fair to consider credit for insurance. You all could give more to the house of the Lord. Mm. You give more to yourself mm. because it's not, I, I, I emphatically believe that it's not right. This is based, this should be based on my driving record. What kind of a driver am I? Right. Do I, do I have car crashes? Do I uh, uh, run, uh, get speeding tickets? Uh, all of those things are, are important to have a less rate. But if I have, uh, let's say, a disability where I, my credit uh, suffered, uh, because I lost my job or because of COVID even. If uh, my credit uh, has gone down several scores, that should not affect my insurance policy for, for auto insurance. It should not be in play. And I think it's rather disgusting, actually. Yeah, you you trying to kick a sister while she already down. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, this <laughs> is crazy. But, you know, I'm glad that we're bringing it to the forefront because we need to know, 
you know, and that that is an area that is that is impacting our community. Again, an area that's kind of hidden in the cut that a lot of people don't even know. They just calling in, getting rates, and knowing that it's a mandate. So you you get us on our credit and then make us buy it. I mean, if we're not getting, you know, like pimp pumped, yes. whatever it may, whatever yes. it may be, I'm telling you, that's exactly what's going on. Well, let me ask you this: if we were gonna thin it down, because I know that when we talk about coverage, there's a certain amount of coverage again that is a mandate that we got to right. have if we're going to be on the streets but right. if we were going to thin it down because you know like we said in certain areas you know it's, they want to get deep into the pockets i want to know what are the important parts of our coverage that we need to consider what are the things that we need to make sure that we have as a part of our coverage that's a better way so, of asking that so the state of texas in most states all states require you to have liability insurance Right. So in the state of Texas is 30, 60, 25. And you hear those numbers thrown out all the time. The 30 means $30,000. OK, so that if you're in an accident, you rear in somebody, and you uh, uh, hurt or kill that person. And it's one person in the car. The most your policy will pay is $30,000. After the $30,000 from dollar one, you pay. Mm. OK, the next number six. 60 is 60,000. So if there's two or more people in the car, the most your policy will pay for injury or death is $60,000. Okay. After 60,000, you pay. The last number is for property damage. That's for the damage to the car or cars or to the building or whatever it is that you hit. That's mm -hmm. your fault. The most the insurance car carrier will pay is 25,000. After 25,000 from dollar one, you pay. That's what that is. Now, you know, going back to rates and credit and all of that kind of stuff, it's a long sorted history. Uh, your consumer or, or, or people don't trust the insurance carrier and the insurance carriers don't trust people. And until those two entities get together and, and, and understand that they need to work together, this battle will continue forever. It will. It will, it will never end. Because one of the things, the reason there's a mandate in the state is because one in four, actually it's over one in four drivers, don't have insurance. They don't have 30, 60, 25 insurance, liability insurance. So what does that do? When, when that person hits somebody and let's say that car, uh, they, they total out a $50,000 car and they kill the wife and hurt the husband. So that insurance carrier, and luckily that, that car that they hit had uninsured motorist coverage, which is basically you buying liability insurance in case somebody hits you and it's their fault and they don't have insurance. So that insurance carrier had to pay out a million dollars. Let's say they had a big, huge policy. That insurance carrier had to pay out a million dollars to that family. Uh, a death occurred, which a million dollars is nothing compared, you know, in a death. So who does that go back to? That goes back to the insurance carrier to pay, but ultimately who ends up paying it? Mm. You and I end up paying it. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a relationship that has to be corrected where everybody can afford insurance and everybody is responsible who is driving that they have insurance. Now, 30, 60, 25 to me is, is uh, you know, I'm from the hood. That's a straight up buster policy. Yeah. Because number one, it's going to cost you more money. To get a little bit. To get a little bit. You can get a premium policy for 100, 300, 100, meaning 100,000, 300,000, and 100,000 in property damage for less money. Now the pay may not be as great, but you have to look at it at thousands, uh, every thousand dollars, how much does that policy cost? 
So that's where you have to break that down. So that policy is $150 a month for uh, 30, 60, 25, it could very well only be 165 for 100, 300, 100. So now you've got more than three times the coverage for way less money. Mm. That's where a good agent comes in and explains to you why you need that type of a policy versus having a little silly policy. Because outside of disability, the other thing that will mess you up is not having enough insurance. Because, okay, that you hit that carrier, you didn't have a uh, uh, proper coverage or you didn't have any coverage now that's when you play with the big boys because number one they're going to garnish you your check for the rest of your life mm. until you pay that bill back and they'll put you on as low as 25 dollars a month they're going to come get their money so they, you can decide, collect. they collect and if you decide you're not going to pay you're going to blow them off you're going to disappear they will come after your, your license because now you're an illegal driver because they have proven in court that you are not responsible to drive a vehicle and you didn't pay back this debt that you had. It's not like a regular debt. It's not like, you know, clothes or whatever. This is about life and it gets real ugly. Well, well, well. So explain the difference between the collision and comprehensive coverage. And then also let us know what's following up under what so we can know what we're looking at here. So, um, so you have liability. That's what we talked about first. That's if you hit somebody uh, and it's your fault. That's liability insurance. The state mandates that you have at least that policy. Then you have comprehensive coverage. Comprehensive coverage is anything that basically you consider an act of God, technically, that damages your car. Hail, flood, your car was just sitting there and it it was uh, stolen. That's a comprehensive claim. Anything that you don't collide with, as long as you have the coverage and it impacted your car, and, and, and damage your car. Collision coverage is exactly what it says when you collide with something. You're driving your car and you hit a person, a building, another car, a tree, so you collide with it. So you have two separate deductibles under comprehensive and collision. Now, the, uh, those deductibles, you could have a zero deductible under both of them where you don't have to pay out of pocket first now, that's going to be a more expensive policy, or you can have up to, we write up to $2,000 deductibles now, and it's oh. going to cost you less money. However, you look at it like this, so let's say a person has a $2,000 deductible, and that person says, well, I, I know I've got savings that if, in case something happens to my car, I got the first $2,000, I'm going to put that money in the bank and uh, carry a $2,000 deductible, and that money is earning interest, or it's in another investment, I can get to it easily, and yeah, raise my deductible up, because I don't to give you the money because I I'm going to take care of myself. A lot of people do that. Most people have about a $500 deductible and they want it, you know, kind of both ways. They know they can come up with a 500, but they don't want to come up with 2000. Uh, I have a zero comp deductible because I know my windshield, if it gets broken, that's going to cost me a lot of money. I don't want to come out of my savings for that windshield. Now I do know the difference in what it would cost me to have a zero deductible versus the other. For me, it's it's about being more secure. Now, on my collision deductible, I got a $2,000 deductible. Well, I'm a very safe driver, and I also have the money, the funds. But if a a rock chip hit my glass, I don't want to go into my $2,000 to get that money. I know that's right. Cause that is, it's a five hundred just to just to look at the little the little the little area where the rock hit. Cause you know it's people ugly. be talking about that nowadays. It's even hard to yeah. get glass. Let me ask you this. Cause you know you know us peoples in the hood. 
<laughs> and I have to laugh because I be telling people, well, most of the time, no matter what our money looking like, we like, I don't care who it is, no matter what our money look looks like, we like to be riding in some nice cars. Right. So what I want to know is auto insurance, is it more expensive according to the car you drive? Absolutely. You know, one of the saddest stories out here, uh, and I don't want to f- uh, offend anybody because it's a multifaceted story. You, you know, the 300, the Chrysler 300. A brother designed that car, and basically he designed it based on where he came from. And I, I don't know what, what, what inner city he grew up in. I want to say somewhere back east. But it's a beautiful car, gorgeous car. And when that 300 came out, we were buying those cars left and right. He, he touched something in our hearts, mm-hmm. right? The problem with the 300 was this. In just a short period of time, the rates for the interest rates for the 300 went out the roof. Why? Because it was a brother's car, a sister's car, inner city car. God, God, they're making money out of us again? (laughs) No, it was interesting. This is why we got to work together. Those cars were getting stolen left and right because they were a hot ticket item. Mm. So the law of large numbers, insurance carriers, look at this. What's getting stolen? What are we paying for? Oh, we have to adjust the rate because this is a hot ticket car. Right. And we can't, we're paying way, we're paying way more money out on this car. Same thing happened to the Honda Accord a few years when gas exploded, when the cost of gas exploded. Same thing happened to the Accord. The rates go up depending on what's happening in society. Mm. Insurance is all related to society. We're controlling it, don't even know we're we controlling it. it. We don't even know we're controlling it. So when you get back to why are our rates so expensive, we got to get back to where we're keeping our dollars in our own community. Okay, so now I got to ask about this. I got so many people out here because, you know, things have been hard. Things have been hard. I got so many people out here. Things have been hard that's trying to make a couple of dollars. They work full-time jobs, but they got a little hustle on the side. Mm-hmm. So they sitting here and they driving for Lyft. They driving for Uber, right. you know, Uber Eats, whatever the case may be. Right. You know, and I even got to cover my, my, my truck drivers. But before I get into my truck drivers, because I, I got them too, and I got to take care of my truck drivers. Right. But just if I just talk about my, my, my Lyft and my Ubers, you know, my people that's driving and using their cars for work. Can you explain um, about the endorsements, like what in the world that mean and how they can better cover themselves insurance wise to make sure that they are right on the road. And if something happened, they, they can, they can, they don't right. you know, mess with that little right. extra income. So uh, it all depends on the company. It all depends on the person. The main thing that they have to make sure that they have that their carrier rights for Uber rights for Lyft and all those things. Mm. Uh, now, the, 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 the thing is, if they do write it, uh, they have to make sure with that carrier that, hey, are you going to cover me while I'm driving for fill in the blank? It all depends on the company. We have a relationship, I believe. I got to uh, uh, make sure. But I think we have a, a relationship with Uber, but it's, it's limited in what we cover. Um, anybody who calls me 214-333-0404 can get a better answer on that. I don't write a lot of those policies because those policies are basically specialty policies. Mm. Uh, I have an independent who writes for a lot of those carriers. And the problem is the rate is going to be much more expensive. And if that person is driving that car uh, and they don't have the, the professional policy that they're supposed to have, the insurance carrier will not cover the damages on the car. Because the insurance carrier doesn't know when they're working and when they're not working. 
So they, they default to the fact that you didn't have coverage uh, on this particular car and you were uh, delivering food. Therefore, we're not going to cover the policy. It's all. Now, yeah. in those, in those type of endorsements that you can have on your policy, do that only cover people who are riding for like, you know, Lyft and Uber? Or is, what about people who are transporting other people, you know, in other fashions? Yeah. I mean, like do it cover, yeah, do it cover anything else? State Farm does not uh, provide for livery carriers, uh, like somebody who, you know, has a van and they're dropping somebody off at the airport or anything like that. Uh, I can't speak for other carriers. It all depends. There's a plethora of endorsements. Okay. Uh, you know, how do you want it? Uh, but that's really up to that particular carrier. Generally speaking, if, if a customer calls us and or a potential customer and, and we can't write it, we have a list of independents who will will contact, uh, have, give them to contact and the independent will end up writing. We do that. We have that working relationship. Now I got to I got to talk from a truck driver because I got a lot of we first of all thank you to every truck driver out there we need our truck truck drivers we appreciate our truck drivers you know Doctor E was looking for a piece of uh, a, a pack of sausage to have a sausage link a piece of sausage right, right. to go with her grits and uh, with that being said every time I go to the store I thank every last one of my truck drivers that take the time to deliver whatever it is that we may need with that right. being said a lot of our truck drivers are trying to transition from big companies and they are trying to step out on their own and they are trying to become, you know, uh, have their own authority per se. They already own operators and now they're trying to have their own authority. They say, you know what? I want to be full force out of here rolling, turning these wheels, making my money. Okay. I need to know the best way for a truck driver to get set up, to get the insurance that they need so that they can get out here and do the business that they are looking to, to do. And do State Farm have policies for the truck drivers? So that's totally out of my realm. We do not. Okay. Now, once again, we always refer to, uh, my list is, is anywhere from eight to 10 different carriers who will possibly be able to get them policy. Uh, we work with several independent agencies who will get them a policy and write for them. Uh, but we, unfortunately, we don't because I'm missing out on a lot of money with the truck drivers. I know mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. uh, being a captive agent with State Farm, we just don't do it. Well, let me ask you this. So in insurance in general, because even though you don't write policies um, for truck drivers, in insurance in general, and, and I'm asking this for my truck drivers, even though I know you don't right. cover that, is there such thing as a payment plan to get set up with insurance? Most carriers uh, will allow you to pay through several different means. Some people want to, you know, like us, you can pay the policy for the entire uh, uh, six months. We have six month policies that renew every six months. You can pay the entire six months. You can pay quarterly. You can pay pay monthly. Most carriers will allow you to do something like that. Okay. So they can, so coming through the door, because I'm thinking, you know, for most truck drivers, insurance policies seem to be expensive as mm -hmm. all yeah. get out. So coming <laughs> through the door, it seems like a lot of times they having to pay thousands of dollars. And I think a lot of times they get stuck because they're trying to find ways to, you know, um, you know, to cut down on that upfront cost because there's so many right. thousands of dollars just for insurance alone. And so it's like, is there a plan for those, those individuals? Yeah. One of the things that I would suggest anybody do is if, if, if they're quoted 15 grand for the year or, or 5,000 for a month or whatever, I would always ask because if you don't ask, you're not going to receive it. 
what are my options? What, what other way can I pay this? Because the insurance carriers, especially on an independent level, they get paid uh, for application fees. They get paid for all kinds of things. And if they have that money in hand, they know that's their, that's their money. Uh, so if you don't ask, you know, there may be options for you. I know that uh, one of my independents, he talks to me about how um, you can actually finance your um, a premium. Now it's going to cost, because you pay interest on the back end, it's going to cost. Another thing that I would suggest anybody who wants to start out in a business, as you well know, make sure you have some something in reserve for instances like this. Because when you start financing premiums for insurance, that's that's just like what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah, money gone. On a, salt on an open wound. Yeah. I'm paying a little, I'm paying more than everybody else because you're not willing to. So be patient where you are, knowing I know you hate it. I know it's a rotten place to be right now, but look at it as a gift to get you to where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. You may have to you may have to be driving for somebody for another three months or four months or six months or another year. But know, understand what your budget is, which direction you're going, and you know that that's going to get you to uh, where you need to be and you're not paying as much money as you should. Okay. Well, I just don't want nobody playing with my truck drivers out here. And I want to make sure that my truck drivers <laughs> are covered and that they getting whatever they need. And, you know, you know, and, and if anybody know anything in reference to that, you know, send some men to me so I can know, so we can just pass Absolutely. it out to make sure my truck drivers are covered. And if you know somebody or run across someone who specializes in truck driving um, policies, please, you know, let me know so that I can make sure yeah, I get yeah. that information out. Let me get back some, you know, to us regular folks on the road, you know, right. beyond our truck drivers. And let me just ask, if somebody was driving our car mm-hmm. and they happen to have an accident, because I ain't trying to be funny, because, you know, some of us females might be dealing with these dudes that I don't know want to climb and I ride. I don't know why they think they dating us. And then they they decide, they be like, look, I'm going to drive your car around the corner, whatever the case may be. If they get into an accident, is there something in particular that we need to have on our policy to make sure that that driver is covered or we just are we just out of luck? Well, with the State Farm policy, any of our insureds can give permission to anybody to drive their vehicle, licensed person. That per, that's called permissible use. The, the, the thing that you get into, that a lot of people get into, uh, it gets hairy, is the regular, the regular use of that vehicle. Is it customary and regular? Is this your guy? who lives with you and he drives this car to work every single day and we don't know about it. Oh man, now he need to be on the policy. How y'all gonna know though? <laughs> well, there you go. So it, it's, it's, it's really interesting. So when you start asking a person, they have an accident and let's say he, he's rearing or he rearing somebody and you know, they take a recorded statement. Where were you going? Well, I was on my way to work. Um, okay, so you go this direction every day, every single day. Oh, you caught up. We caught up. We caught up. Don't even know it. (laughs) Okay. So we have to be careful about that and look at the things that are those in between things that can kind of get us caught up. Listen, this is the thing. You want to sleep at night and not have to worry about it. Hey, John lives with me. Uh, He drives my car regularly. He's my fiance. Most, you know, we have a lot of fiances and fiances. (laughs) Please add him to my policy. How long have you been there? We've been there six months. Yo, y'all come in law, right? Okay. We're going to add him to it. Just needs a driver's license. And he's assigned to the 
2014, you know, fill in the blank. And that way you don't have to worry about it. Is it going to cut, is it going to make your insurance grow up? I don't know. It all depends on the individual. It all depends on uh, John's driving record and uh, base. But however, the cool thing about it is, is, um, is his, is his credit, what's his credit score? Is it going to drive the rate? Is it not? That weight that comes on that policy is way different than somebody just walking into the door with bad credit. Okay, but wait a minute. What about you got that kid? Now, you know you want him like every day. You like, you know, boy, follow the rules. And that one weekend, that one weekend you go out with a girlfriend to have you a little bit of coffee, and he decide he going to jump in the car and take a spin around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. And then he he hit a parked car, but he wasn't on the insurance. Would the insurance take care of me? And he's a household member? He's a household member. What if he wasn't? What if he wasn't? Talk to me. Well, typically, he's going to be a household member. He's your kid. Uh, the poli- the, the policy will pay because the, the the language of the policy uh, talks about it's all legal junk but it'll say you and who is considered you household member blood relation or adopted child you know and it, it, it and then so it gives you who's covered and then it will exclude who's who's covered and those exclusions that that gets real wacky and weird but typically a kid who spins the car takes the car around the corner and and hits somebody he's considered a household um, member. Now, what, how will that affect your rates? I don't have a clue until underwriting gets it on uh, your uh, renewal. Uh, and that could get uh, rather ugly. Okay. Uh, speaking of kids and insurance, uh, until uh, both male and female, until they are at the age of 25, their rates uh, are, they are rated the same. And the rates are or they can get up there. They can they can go. Okay. So it's best to make sure your children understand the rules of the road. They don't speed. They 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 obey the traffic laws, and they don't have a lot of wrecks uh, because that will be that's heartbreaking to see parents who have worked all their lives and and Johnny just likes to drive real fast and have wrecks. Um, you know, and they call me Mr. Nunley, Mr. Nunley. I've been with State Farm for 25 years. These rates are ridiculous. I can't afford it. Well, you have been in any accidents but your son has been in four in the last year uh, i can't do anything about that they getting dropped too everybody getting dropped well he can be excluded from the policy and that'll survive the policy there's a lot of different ways to save it. hello everybody this is dr e the life savvy queen and of course you know we in that season where a lot of information is coming your way that is what i'm about to make sure that the community is covered and that you have all that you need if the topic for this particular episode is going to be about auto insurance um we need to know about that because a lot of times we get ourselves caught up and of course i have the man with the plan here the man that know all when it comes to the insurance industry at least i'm excited about him because when he comes out to dr e podcast he comes out to keep it real he comes out to tell us what it is that we need to know and that is so important because we want people who's going to come on the show and let us all know what we need to know right i know you said dr you could have said that a whole lot better than that but it is what it is all right mr nunley mr nunley hey 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 dr e it's always (laughs) a pleasure always a wonderful pleasure good to see your lovely face Hear this great, uh, be in front of this wonderful audience. Y'all just rocking and rolling. I love this. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love having you on the show. And I am just so happy about the support that you provide me and provide
provide the community. And I think it's so awesome. Anytime that I have people who come on the show, they have a heart and a passion for what it is that they do. We definitely want to support that. Thank you, Dr. E. I feel the same way about you. It's always exciting. Always a pleasure. Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you're going to like me in a minute because I, listen, I'm about to come to you with these questions for this auto insurance. So it's about to be on. You, I think, you know I'm from the street. Come on with it. Bring it. Bring I think it. the people need to know, you know? So listen up. All right. Listen, the first thing I want to know, because you know I'm always about this money, I want to know what is used to determine our rates. I mean, let me tell you what I'm asking that. You go over to Collin, they little lean on the rates. You hit it over in Dallas, they, they trying to charge us like double. I need to know. Right. What are they, what's going on? How is these rates determined? So insurance carriers are heavily lobbied. That includes my company, State Farm. Heavily lobbied. And several years ago, a ruling was made where insurance carriers could consider a person's credit, okay? So before it was just driving records. Now they can consider your credit. And unfortunately, because of, which is a totally different topic, because of the way our community is rated, we have less credit or worse credit than somebody in Collin County, statistically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So black folks and brown folks, and yeah, you hear it from me, because I know we are paying way more insurance than for the cost of insurance than what it should be. It's all credit. I, there's a formula that uh, State Farm uses and all the car carriers, other carriers, your, your major carriers, even your minor carriers and your sub carriers use to determine that. I don't know what that formula is, but I know credit is involved in it. You know what's messed now, up about that? Because my thing is, why would credit even be involved in that considering that auto insurance is a mandate? It's like, you, we, we can't avoid it. We got to have it. So why in the world did y'all come up? And I'm going to say y'all, because you're in the industry, why did y'all come up for another way to get an extra couple of dollars from my, from my, from my, from my brown people? It's not even just an extra couple of dollars. It's a lot of dollars. Mm. And those same dollars that my customers have to pay affects me because I lose customers or they can't, they can't have the policy that they need. So I'm hot mad about it myself. Mm -hmm. Now, the beautiful thing about it is most recently, you have states like California, Oregon, there's a couple of others who've outlawed from a state mandate that insurance carriers can consider credit. Mm, that's good. And now it's reached the, the federal level. Mm. And that legislation is being proposed. What I would suggest everybody do on this call and tell all your family, friends, coworkers, and whomever to contact your local congressman and or senator and explain to them how you want the uh, ability for insurance carriers not to include credit on uh, for insurance. Well, I'm going to say it. Listen, I'm wrong for saying it like this. Dr. E wrong for saying it like this. We want equal opportunity. <laughs> We want equal rights. Let me say it that way. I'm sorry. We want equal rights because right now that just sounds like, look, all right, y'all, let's see. How can we get an extra couple of dollars? All right. Their weakness is credit. You know, and, that, and sometimes that's not our fault. It's because people won't give us no credit to get credit. I, I, you, you are speaking to the choir and I'm, I'm from this industry. Woo! And I, my agency is inner city. And what affects my customers affects me. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. 
I've never liked it. And I can I can say that as a as a as a free thinking and free speaking uh US citizen, it's not fair. So what do I do about it? Well, I write my representatives and I call them and I email them. What do I do about it in the in the meantime? Because the meantime can't be mean, can it? But you know what's so interesting? That's a good way for a lot of small groups who are trying to be out there and lobby, you know, for rights. This would be an issue that, you know, a lot of them may not have even thought about that they can jump on and it's make true. a difference. Just if they were looking for something to say, hey, what can we get on in order to make a difference, you know, in our community? I don't, I don't even know if we're thinking like this when it comes to just auto insurance. This is playing chess and not checkers. Mm. That's what this is. This is thinking two, three, four, ten moves ahead. I, I've always thought this. If every church in our community got together on Sunday morning, right before the collection is, is, is given, and says, hey, contact your local representative, your uh, congressman, your senators, even the White House, and let them know that it's not fair to consider credit for insurance. You all could give more to the house of the Lord. Mm. You could give more to yourself. Mm. Because it's not... I, I, I emphatically believe that it's not right. This is based, this should be based on my driving record. What kind of a driver am I? Right. Do I, do I have car crashes? Do I uh, uh, run, uh, get speeding tickets? Uh, all of those things are, are important to have a less rate. But if I have, uh, let's say, a disability where I, my credit uh, suffered uh, because I lost my job or because of COVID even, if uh, my credit uh, has gone down several scores, that should not affect my insurance policy for, for auto insurance. It should not be in play. And I think it's rather disgusting, actually. Yeah, you you trying to kick a sister while she already down. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, this <laughs> is crazy. But, you know, I'm glad that we're bringing it to the forefront because we need to know you know, and that that is an area that is that is impacting our community. Again, an area that's kind of hidden in the cut that a lot of people don't even know. They just calling in, getting rates and knowing that it's a mandate. So you you get us on our credit and then make us buy it. I mean, if we're not getting, you know, like pimp, yes. punked, whatever, it may, whatever yes. it may be, I'm telling you, that's exactly what's going on. Well, let me ask you this. If we were going to thin it down, because I know that when we talk about coverage, there's a certain amount of coverage, again, that is a mandate that we got to right. have if we're going to be on the streets but right. if we were going to thin it down because you know like we said in certain areas you know it's they want to get deep into the pockets i want to know what are the important parts of our coverage that we need to consider what are the things that we need to make sure that we have as a part of our coverage that's a better way so, of asking that so the state of texas in most states all states require you to have liability insurance Right. So in the state of Texas is 30, 60, 25. And you hear those numbers thrown out all the time. The 30 means $30,000. Okay. So that if you're in an accident, you rear in somebody and you uh, uh, hurt or kill that person. And it's one person in the car. The most your policy will pay is $30,000. After the $30,000 from dollar one, you pay. Mm. Okay. The next number is six. 60 is 60,000. So if there's two or more people in the car, the most your policy will pay for injury or death is $60,000. Okay. After 60,000, you pay. The last number is for property damage. That's for the damage to the car or cars or to the building or whatever it is that you hit. That's mm -hmm. your fault. The most the insurance car carrier will pay is 25,000. After 25,000 from dollar one, you pay. 
that's what that is. Now, you know, going back to rates and credit and all of that kind of stuff, it's a long sort of history. Uh, your consumer or, or, or people don't trust the insurance carrier and the insurance carriers don't trust people. And until those two entities get together and, and, and understand that they need to work together, this battle will continue forever. It will. It will, it will never end. Because one of the things, the reason there's a mandate in the state is because one in four, actually it's over one in four drivers, don't have insurance. They don't have 30, 60, 25 insurance, liability insurance. So what does that do? When, when that person hits somebody and let's say that car, uh, they, they total out a $50,000 car and they kill the wife and hurt the husband. So that insurance carrier, and luckily that, that car that they hit had uninsured motorist coverage, which is basically you buying liability insurance in case somebody hits you and it's their fault and they don't have insurance. So that insurance carrier had to pay out a million dollars. Let's say they had a big, huge policy. That insurance carrier had to pay out a million dollars to that family. Uh, death occurred, which a million dollars is nothing compared, you know, in a death. So who does that go back to? That goes back to the insurance carrier to pay, but ultimately who ends up paying it? Mm. You and I end up paying it. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a relationship that has to be corrected where everybody can afford insurance and everybody is responsible who is driving that they have insurance. Now, 30, 60, 25 to me is, is uh, you know, I'm from the hood. That's a straight up buster policy. Yeah. Because number one, it's going to cost you more money. To get a little bit. To get a little bit. You can get a premium policy for 100, 300, 100, meaning 100,000, 300,000, and 100,000 in property damage for less money. Now, the pay may not be as great, but you have to look at it at thousands uh, every thousand dollars, how much does that policy cost? So that's where you have to break that down. So if that policy is $150 a month for uh, 30, 60, 25, it could very well only be 165 for 100, 300, 100. So now you've got more than three times the coverage for way less money. Mm. That's where a good agent comes in and explains to you why you need that type of a policy versus having a little silly policy because outside of disability, the other thing that will mess you up is not having enough insurance because, okay, that you hit that carrier, you didn't have uh, uh, proper coverage or you didn't have any coverage. Now that's when you play with the big boys because number one, they're going to garnish you your check for the rest of your life. Mm. Until you pay that bill back and they'll put you on as low as $25 a month. They're going to come get their money. So they, you can decide, collect. they collect. And if you decide you're not going to pay, you're going to blow them off, you're going to disappear, they will come after your, your license because now you're an illegal driver because they have proven in court that you are not responsible to drive a vehicle and you didn't pay back this debt that you had. It's not like a regular debt. It's not like, you know, clothes or whatever. This is about life and it gets real ugly. Well, well, well. So explain the difference between the collision and comprehensive coverage. And then also let us know what's following up under what so we can know what we're looking at here. So, um, so you have liability. That's what we talked about first. That's if you hit somebody uh, and it's your fault. That's liability insurance. The state mandates that you have at least that policy. Then you have comprehensive coverage. Comprehensive coverage is anything that basically you consider an act of God, technically, that damages your car. Hail, flood, 
your car was just sitting there and it, it was uh, stolen. That's a comprehensive claim. Anything that you don't collide with, as long as you have the coverage and it impacted your car and, and, and damaged your car. Collision coverage is exactly what it says when you collide with something. You're driving your car and you hit a person, a building, another car, a tree, so you collide with it. So you have two separate deductibles under comprehensive and collision. Now, the, uh, those deductibles, you can have a zero deductible under both of them where you don't have to pay out of pocket first. Now, that's going to be a more expensive policy. Or you can have up to, we write up to $2,000 deductibles now, and it's oh. going to cost you less money. However, you look at it like this. So let's say a person has a $2,000 deductible, and that person says, well, I, I know I've got savings that if, in case something happens to my car, I got the first $2,000. I'm going to put that money in the bank and uh, carry a $2,000 deductible. And that money is earning interest or it's in another investment I can get to it easily. And yeah, raise my deductible up because I don't want to give you the money because I'm going to take care of myself. A lot of people do that. Most people have about a $500 deductible and they want it, you know, kind of both ways. They know they can come up with the 500, but they don't want to come up with 2000. Uh, I have a zero comp deductible because I know my windshield, if it gets broken, that's going to cost me a lot of money. I don't want to come out of my savings for that windshield. Now, I do know the difference in what it would cost me to have a zero deductible versus the other. For me, it's, it's, it's about being more secure. Now, on my collision deductible, I got a $2,000 deductible. Well, I'm a very safe driver, and I also have the money, the funds. But if a, a rock chip hit my glass, I don't want to go into my 2000 to get that money. I know that's right. Cause that is, it's a five hundred just to just to look at the little the little the little area where the rock hit. Cause you know it's people ugly. be talking about that nowadays. It's even hard to yeah. get glad. Let me ask you this, cause you know you know us peoples in the hood. <laughs> and I have to laugh because I be telling people, well, most of the time, no matter what our money looking like, we like, I don't care who it is, no matter what our money look looks like, we like to be riding in some nice cars. Right. So what I want to know is auto insurance, is it more expensive according to the car you drive? Absolutely. You know, one of the saddest stories out here, uh, and I don't want to f- uh, offend anybody because it's a multifaceted story. You, you know, the 300, the Chrysler 300. A brother designed that car and basically he designed it based on where he came from. And I, I don't know what, what, what inner city he grew up in. I want to say somewhere back east. But it's a beautiful car, gorgeous car. And when that 300 came out, we were buying those cars left and right. He, he touched something in our hearts, mm-hmm. right? The problem with the 300 was this. In just a short period of time, the rates for the interest rates for the 300 went out the roof. Why? Because it was a brother's car, a sister's car, inner city car. God, darn it, making money off us again? <laughs> those, no, it was interesting. This is why we got to work together. Those cars were getting stolen left and right because they were a hot ticket item. Mm. So the law of large numbers, insurance carriers look at this. What's getting stolen? What are we paying for? Oh, we have to adjust the rate because this is a hot ticket car. Right. And we can't, we're paying way, we're paying way more money out on this car. Same thing happened to the Honda Accord a few years when gas exploded, when the cost of gas exploded. Same thing happened to the Accord. The rates go up depending on what's happening in society. Mm. Insurance is all related to society. We're controlling it, don't even know we're we controlling it. We don't even know we're controlling it. So when you get back to why are our rates so expensive, we got to get back to where we're 
keeping our dollars in our own community. Okay, so now I got to ask about this. I got so many people out here because, you know, things have been hard. Things have been hard. I got so many people out here. Things have been hard that's trying to make a couple of dollars. They work full-time jobs, but they got a little hustle on the side. Mm -hmm. So they sitting here and they driving for Lyft. They driving for Uber, right. you know, Uber Eats, whatever the case may be. Right. You know, and I even got to cover my, my, my truck drivers. But before I get into my truck drivers, because I, I got them too, and I got to take care of my truck drivers. Right. But just if I just talk about my, my, my Lyft and my Ubers, you know, my people that's driving and using their cars for work. Can you explain um, about the endorsements, like what in the world that mean and how they can better cover themselves insurance wise to make sure that they are right on the road and if something happened, they, they, can, they, can, they don't right. you know, mess with that little right. extra income? So uh, it all depends on the company and it all depends on the person. The main thing that they have to make sure that they have that their carrier rights for Uber, rights for Lyft and all those things. Uh, now, the, 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 the thing is, if they do write it, uh, they have to make sure with that carrier that, hey, are you going to cover me while I'm driving for fill in the blank? It all depends on the company. We have a relationship, I believe. I got to uh, uh, make sure. But I think we have a, a relationship with Uber, but it's, it's limited in what we cover. Um, anybody who calls me 214-333-0404 can get a better answer on that. I don't write a lot of those policies because those policies are basically specialty policies. Mm. Uh, I have an independent who writes for a lot of those carriers. And the problem is the rate is going to be much more expensive. And if that person is driving that car uh, and they don't have the, the professional policy that they're supposed to have, the insurance carrier will not cover the damages on the car. Because the insurance carrier doesn't know when they're working and when they're not working. So they, they default to the fact that you didn't have coverage uh, on this particular car and you were uh, delivering food. Therefore, we're not going to cover the policy. It's all. Now, yeah. in those, in those type of endorsements that you can have on your policy, do that only cover people who are riding for like, you know, Lyft and Uber? Or is, what about people who are transporting other people, you know, in other fashions? Right. I mean, like do it cover, yeah, do it cover anything else? State Farm does not uh, provide for livery carriers, uh, like somebody who, you know, has a van and they're dropping somebody off at the airport or anything like that. Uh, I can't speak for other carriers. It all depends. There's a plethora of endorsements. Okay. Uh, you know, how do you want it? Uh, but that's really up to that particular carrier. Generally speaking, if, if a customer calls us and, or a potential customer and, and we can't write it, we have a list of independents who will we'll contact, uh, have, give them to contact, and the independent will end up writing. We do that. We have that working relationship. Now I got to I got to talk from a truck drivers because I got a lot of we first of all thank you to every truck driver out there we need our truck truck drivers we appreciate our truck drivers you know Doctor E was looking for a piece of uh, a pack of sausage to have a sausage link a piece of sausage right, right. to go with her grits and uh, with that being said every time I go to the store I thank every last one of my truck drivers that take the time to deliver whatever it is that we may need with that right. being said a lot of our truck drivers are trying to transition from big companies and they are trying to step out on their own and they are trying to become, you know, uh, have their own authority per se. They already own operators and now they're trying to have their own authority. They say, you know what? I want to be full force out here rolling, turning these wheels, making my money. Okay. I need to know the best way for a truck driver 
to get set up to get the insurance that they need so that they can get out here and do the business that they are looking to to do and do state form have policies for the truck drivers so that's totally out of my realm we do not okay now once again we always refer to uh, my list is is anywhere from eight to 10 different carriers who will possibly be able to get them policy. Uh, we work with several independent agencies who will get them a policy and write for them. Uh, but we, unfortunately, we don't because I'm missing out on a lot of money with the truck drivers. I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, uh, being a captive agent with State Farm, we just don't do it. Well, let me ask you this. So in insurance in general, because even though you don't write policies um, for truck drivers, in insurance in general, in, and I'm asking this for my truck drivers, even though I know you don't right. cover that, is there such thing as a payment plan to get set up with insurance? Most carriers uh, will allow you to pay through several different means. Some people want to, you know, like us, you can pay the policy for the entire uh, uh, six months. We have six month policies that renew every six months. You can pay the entire six months. You can pay quarterly. You can pay pay monthly. Most carriers will allow you to do something like that. Okay, so they can so coming through the door because I'm thinking you know for most truck drivers insurance policies seem to be expensive as mm -hmm. all yeah. get out. So <laughs> coming through the door, it seems like a lot of times they having to pay thousands of dollars. And I think a lot of times they get stuck because they're trying to find ways to, you know, um, you know, to cut down on that upfront cost because there's so many thousands of dollars just for insurance alone. And so it's like, is there a plan for those, those individuals? Yeah. One of the things that I would suggest anybody do is if, if, if they're quoted 15 grand for the year, or, or 5000 for a month or whatever, I would always ask, because if you don't ask, you're not going to receive it. What are my options? What, what other way can I pay this? Because the insurance carriers, especially on an independent level, they get paid uh, for application fees. They get paid for all kinds of things. And if they have that money in hand, they know that's their, that's their money. Uh, so if you don't ask, you know, there may be options for you. I know that uh, one of my independents, he talks to me about how um, you can actually finance your um, a premium. Now it's going to cost, because you pay interest on the back end, it's going to cost. Another thing that I would suggest anybody who wants to start out in a business, as you well know, make sure you have something in reserve for instances like this. Because when you start financing premiums for insurance, that's, that's just like what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah, that's money gone. Salt on, a, salt on an open wound. Yeah. I'm paying, a little, I'm paying more than everybody else because you're not willing to. So be patient where you are, knowing I know you hate it. I know it's a rotten place to be right now, but look at it as a gift to get you to where you're going to be. Mm -hmm. you, may have to, you may have to be driving for somebody for another three months or four months or six months or another year. But know, understand what your budget is, which direction you're going, and you know that that's going to get you to uh, where you need to be and you're not paying as much money as you should. 
Okay. Well, I just don't want nobody playing with my truck drivers out here. And I want to make sure that my truck drivers are covered and that they getting whatever they need. And, you know, you know, and, and if anybody know anything in reference to that, you know, send some men to me so I can know. So we can just pass Absolutely. it out to make sure my truck drivers are covered. And if you know somebody or run across someone who specialized in truck driving um, policies, please, you know, let me know so that I can make sure yeah, I get yeah. that information out. Let me get back some, you know, to us regular folks on the road, you know, right. beyond our truck drivers. And let me just ask, if somebody was driving our car mm -hmm. and they happen to have an accident, because I ain't trying to be funny, because, you know, some of us females might be dealing with these dudes that I don't know want to climb in our ride. I don't know why they think they dating us. And then they, they decide, they be like, you know, I'm going to drive your car around the corner, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. If they get into an accident, is mm -hmm. there something in particular that we need to have on our policy to make sure that that driver is covered or are we just are we just out of luck? Well, with the state farm policy, any of our insureds can give permission to anybody to drive their vehicle, licensed person. That per, that's called permissible use. The, the, the thing that you get into that a lot of people get into, uh, it gets hairy, is the regular, the regular use of that vehicle. Is it customary and regular? Is this your guy who lives with you and he drives this car to work every single day and we don't know about? Oh, man, now he need to be on the policy. How y'all gonna know, though? <laughs> well, there you go. So it, it's, it's, it's really interesting. So when you start asking a person, they have an accident, and let's say he, he's rearing or he rearing somebody, and, you know, they take a recorded statement. Where were you going? Well, I was on my way to work. Um, okay, so you go this direction every day? Every single day. Oh, you caught up. We caught up. We caught up. Don't even know it. <laughs> Boom. Okay, so we have to be careful about that and look at the things that are those in-between things that can kind of get us caught up. Listen, this is the thing. You want to sleep at night and not have to worry about it? Hey, John lives with me. Uh, he drives my car regularly. He's my fiance. Most, you know, we have a lot of fiancés and fiances. <laughs> Please add him to my policy. How long Absolutely. have you been there? We've been there six months. Oh, y'all come in law, right? Okay. We're going to add him to it, just needs a driver's license, and he's assigned to the 2014, you know, fill in the blank. And that way, you don't have to worry about it. Is it going to, is it going to make your insurance grow up? I don't know. It all depends on the individual. It all depends on uh, John's driving record and uh, base. But, however, the cool thing about it is, is, um, is, his, is his credit, what's his credit score? Is it going to drive the rate? Is it not? That weight that comes on that policy is way different than somebody just walking into the door with bad credit. Okay, but wait a minute. What about you got that kid? Now, you know you want him like every day. You like, you know, boy, follow the rules. And that one weekend, that one weekend you go out with a girlfriend to have you a little bit of coffee, and he decide he's going to jump in the car and take a spin around the corner, right? Mm -hmm. And then he, he hit a parked car but he wasn't on the insurance. Would the insurance take care of me? And he's a household member. He's a household member. What if he wasn't? What if he wasn't? Talk to me. Well, typically he's going to be a household member. He's your kid. Uh, the, poli the, the policy will pay because the, the, the language of the policy uh, talks about, it's all legal junk, but it'll say you and who is considered you, household member, blood relation or adopted child, you know, and it, it, it and then so it gives you, who's covered, and then it will exclude who's, who's covered. And those exclusions, that, that gets real wacky and weird. But typically, 
uh, kid who spins the car, takes the car around the corner and, and hits somebody, he's considered a household um, member. Now, what, how will that affect your rates? I don't have a clue until underwriting gets it on uh, your uh, renewal. Uh, and that could get uh, rather ugly. Okay. Uh, speaking of kids and insurance, uh, until uh, both male and female, until they are at the age of 25, their rates uh, are, they are rated the same and the rates are, are they can get up there. They can, they can go. Okay. So it's best to make sure your children understand the rules of the road. They don't speed. They, they, they obey their traffic laws and they don't have a lot of wrecks uh, because that will be, that's heartbreaking to see parents who have worked all their lives and, and Johnny just likes to drive real fast and have wrecks. Um, you know, and they call me Mr. Nunley, Mr. Nunley, I've been with State Farm for 25 years. These rates are ridiculous. I can't afford it. Well, you haven't been in any accidents, but your son has been in four in the last year. Uh, I can't do anything about that. They getting dropped too. Everybody getting dropped. Well, he can be excluded from the policy and that'll survive the policy. There's a lot of different ways to save. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Of course, this is part one of part two. This was actually recorded in 2022, but I decided to play it now as I finish up these books that I will be having coming your way soon. Listen, if you want to stay up to date with the books that I'll be having coming out, in other words, receive the newsletters that I'll be sending out to get people to know when the book is out and also to provide reviews, then I ask for you to go to encouragingyourdreams.com. Again, encouragingyourdreams.com and select Seasonal Blues Publishing. When you do, if you say contact us and you just put in there in the subject line, review crew, that'll let me know that you would like to be signed up for the review crew. And that way you will get an opportunity as soon as the books come out. You will get a link. You will get a newsletter telling you how to go about getting the book and how to provide a review. So it will be at a discounted price for a short period of time. Very short. Like it's going to fly by. So just make sure that you sign up for the newsletter, the review crew newsletter by going to EncouragingYourDreams.com, EncouragingYourDreams.com and select Seasonal Blues Publishing and just do a contact form. And that way I will make sure to get the information out to you. Again, this is part one or part two. So you'll get part two next time. I look forward to speaking to you soon, seeing you soon. Just sign up for the newsletter and you'll know exactly where I'm going to be and when. Talk to you soon. This is Dr. E. I'm out. The opinions expressed in this program are for general purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security. The views of the podcast guest speakers are their own and are no way endorsed by Encouraging Your Dreams.